What's up guys, it's Hot Take without the Hot Take here and we are back for another week of Junior Senior 2 Views. Let's get straight into it. Does the new overtime rules hurt or help the NFL? Good question. So, let me give my thoughts real quick. Sure, so, go ahead. You um, I think the new rules are okay, but it just seems like the same thing with extra steps. Both teams will get a possession in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but like, it, it just seems like the same thing with extra steps. It seems like whoever... Whoever will score um, second will still have to get a stop. Mm. So it just seems like the same thing. But at least both teams will get a chance. But I don't know. It seems like the same thing. You know what? I just think it's. I think it get it's getting more and more complicated now. You know, I mean, like, what are the what's going? What are the new overtime rules going to be when nobody likes this one? Well, these aren't the new ones. Aren't horrible? No, they're happening only during the playoffs. Yeah. Understood. It's not happening during a regular season because it would stretch out the regular season and stretch out games that it, no one wants. It's that. not. It's. It's. I don't hate the new overtime rules. I just think they're a bit unnecessary. I. I look. This is. This is. This is obviously coming off the case. The Kansas City Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Championship game, which I initially thought was well, the Bills were a bit hard done by, but uh, after a, a week, I was like. They should have just gotten a stop. You got to stop. And the, I agree. Which the Bengals did they in the did. AFC Championship game. So that's my thing is if you if, if the team scores, if you've scored and you're the Bills, because I'm using them as an example, then you are to be able to stop the Chiefs yeah. from coming down the field. And they didn't. So I don't know. I just think it's just making it more and more complicated. Hopefully that puts a rest to things. Yeah. Because all it's going to take is something else to happen in the next playoffs for them to go. Let's look at the rules it's again. Still, it's still sort of a crapshoot. Whoever whoever will win the toss still has the advantage if a team goes down goes down and scores. But anyway, whatever. Did Tom Brady have some influence in Bruce Arians' resignation? I don't think. I think people are reading too much into this. I don't think Tom Brady had anything to do with it. I think Arians just doesn't want to really like coach anymore mm. he's like he's a damn good i think he can do well in the executive branch todd Bowles is a great is a great replacement he'll just continue with what arian system was doing and i don't think it's it's a it's i i think people are reading too much into this i don't think tom brady had any influence because he's not one to really really do that um i disagree i think to some extent tom brady has sway and he's come to a place in Tampa Bay where him retiring would have left Tampa Bay rushing around for a quarterback. They have Kyle Trask behind him. Yeah, but they weren't going to have... Not with that team. Yeah, yeah, not with that team, though. So, Tom Brady said he was retiring. Somewhat, people could say yes or no. And then suddenly he decides he wants to come back. Yeah. But I think he's come back in, a second, in, in his next life as a wannabe GM. Yeah. And so, you know, he would have, I, I don't say, I can't believe he wouldn't have gone and said, you know what, Bruce has checked out, why don't we just give him a little incentive to move on? Well, Bruce has done these things before where he's left, he's saying, I'm tired of the grind of football, and okay, he's well, come back, and then he's left again. Don't think the pressure's not on Todd Bowles. No, it isn't. Because it's, you it, know, it, it, it this is. is Todd Bowles it 2.0. Is. It is. Coach of the Jets, the first season was good, everything else went down. Well, he's in a better system, he's got talent to work with. Of course. He's, he's, not, he's not on a terrible organization with meddlesome GMs all no, over the place. No, and he doesn't have to look. He he's a defensive he, guy. He, he doesn't have to actually look at and, the playbook. And also, he does. He won't have damn Woody Johnson breathing down his neck. So. No, and he's a defensive guy. Yeah. And he won't have to worry about what Brady and Leftwich are up to. That won't be his necessary concern. Well, Bowles, Bowles on the Jets was a patsy. 
Let's. Oh, but the Jets. It, it, we know that. It, it, it's the Jets. All right. Next one. I got this one. You go. Okay. Next question here is. AD thoughts on playing through injury. Is it understandable? So he recently, I'm going to read out what he said because I thought he's just riffing. He basically said to the LA Times, this is what I've learned about injuries. Last year I wasn't playing. People were saying AD's giving up on the team. It's the playoffs. AD's got to play. When I went out there, got hurt again, they said, who is this? Who's this trainer? Who let him play? So what the expletive do you want me to do? When I play, it's a problem. When I, It's a problem that when I don't play... There aren't they? These aren't ticky tack injuries. Here's the thing: no matter what player you are, unless you're LeBron or like, or like one of verified on the court all the time top five player, you're going to be looked at as a commodity by both your franchise and your fan and your fans. They want to see you perform. Yep. The franchise wants to see you perform because yep. they're paying you. Of course. So it's it's tough for players because they get a raw deal. Um, bec- and that's in every league. Yeah. So. Players do play through injuries. The one I can name that sticks in my mind the most is Eric Carlson in the 2017 NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. He he was amazing for the Senators, but he was playing through a tough injury, which got them to the Eastern Conference Finals. So this is my take on it. Anthony Davis, he's, he's paper mache. Mm-hmm. And I told you about that last injury. He was out for like five weeks. Yeah. And so, you know, there's something to say about... His durability, mm. and he is going to be the franchise if, unless he turns around and tells the Lakers, "I want out of here." Yeah, and then which team's going to want him? If you get him, you need other talent with him because he can't be on the court. Yeah, so that's a problem, and this is a problem going forward. When yeah. you're when you're when LeBron's scoring thirty a game at this point in his career, and you're not around, that's a problem. Speaking of these damn Lakers, they the. The end has finally been reached. Let's just not, let's have a moment fine. of silence. No. Mo- yeah, okay. No moment. No, no yeah, a moment. A moment. A moment. They don't deserve a moment. It's a moment. Shush. Silence. Here. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So <laughs> this this Lakers season doesn't deserve a moment. It's a dumpster fire. They're, they're, they're an, uh, they might be the biggest joke this season. They really might be. Uh, like, we can worry about the magic and what. They're all tanking, right? They're all, like, the Magic are a cheap franchise. We know that. They're They're a bad franchise. But this is the Lakers who were supposed to be championship contenders. Mm -hmm. They surrounded this team with the old man geriatric 401k talent that LeBron wanted. And it blew up in their faces spectacularly and very well documented throughout the season. We watched this season and analyzed it Hmm. from front to back. Who didn't analyze it? It's the Lakers. It's the Lakers. Lakers are supposed to be in the playoffs. And it went... Just, Not even in a play-in. It was, it was a nuclear winter from start to finish. Oh, we you know this. Look, this is something that LeBron James will have to deal with. He's going to deal with the scrutiny. He needs to just be a big boy about it and not lose his, you know what, over if he gets when he gets asked. So now he's sitting out. He's done. Yeah. He's done for the he's rest not, of the He's not going to get the scoring title. Well, that, that, that wasn't his concern. He's not going to get 1,700 points in, in three, three games. Yeah. He's sitting down. He's resting. AD... I don't know why he's playing. He should just rest it himself. Um, what we have now is auditions. Yeah. You got... THT looking THT for... Looking and for he put up contract. 40 the other night. Okay, so now it's auditioning time. The one bright spot and the one player that you could say if you're the Lakers, not that I'm giving them any advice yeah. to hold on to, is Malik Monk. Yeah. Because he has come from the, you know, the depths of Charlotte being just pretty much 
being a bust of a draft right. pick, completely relegated down there. He was a bust, and of now the draft he has a, he has now, a chance. Now he's a good, he's so a good third option. There is some light in the tunnel, but obviously, I don't think. Look, I don't think it's all Russell Westbrook's fault. It no, it been. isn't. It's no, the, it, it isn't. It just doesn't mesh. He, it has no, mesh. because people are placing this all on Westbrook. It can't be all on him. Of course not. Look, he's had a poor season. Don't let's not make any mistake about but, it. He is when, who he is. Russ has had a poor season. He is who he is, but the reason why the media has been heaping on him and fans have been heaping on him because he's a big personality. He's He speaks his mind a lot, and people want to target him because of that. That's why he's been targeted all season long. Okay, next. Here we go. Um, the Phoenix Suns Sun are representing... The Phoenix Suns are representing the West in the finals. Safe to say. I think it's very safe to say. I think they're going to be there. Because this team looks uh, so much better. So much better than last season. They're experienced. They know the traps of the pl- of the playoffs. And I think they can do it again this season. And I think, honestly, they're my pick for the championship. I don't really see anyone else standing in their way. Uh, they look... Head and shoulders above everybody right now. Okay. Like, they are such a well-rounded unit. They look stronger. They look more confident. And they want this ring. Booker saying, damn, after losing the the game, game six, I knew he was going to come back strong, and he has. Every single piece on the Suns team has gotten better. Okay. So, I'm with you on that. They had the best record, 63 and 16. Mm-hmm. We also know that it, it's happened in history before where teams have had great records and not quite gotten it. And the, Sun, and, the, the, and the Suns have had that before. Of course. The Suns have had that. They had a franchise record 62 wins, didn't even make it out the second round right. because so, of other reasons. But So I get I get that feeling too. And I think this is boomer bust right now. Oh, yeah. Because you got Aiden out there and he hasn't signed a contract. Yeah. He's still out in the wind. Well, because their ownership situation. So, Robert Sarver is one of the worst owners so in the So right NBA. now, they have to win. They have and, to. And I, and I sense there's a hunger. Yeah. And the regular season, I think, was just a... Was just auditioning. They were looking for the, for the playoffs. They were looking oh, at the playoffs. Well, we knew they were going to make the playoffs, but I think this I is thought. I thought initially, and this is still on the TikTok. The TikTok. I thought the Warriors were better built, but um, it seems that bringing Clay back, he struggled, and they struggled with injuries. The Suns might just be that team. Injuries. It's yeah. injuries. Chris Paul was injured during the regular season. He's healthy now. Let's hope he stays healthy. Yeah, they really he is the key. The they need him. They need. He's him. the keystone to this to this finals run. Uh, was Pete Carroll right about the NFL's hiring a minority? Of course he was. It's he's he's saying the quiet part out loud. Of course he was right. Of course he was. We know this. It's just been the quiet part until it was revealed this off season. We always, everybody knew that the Rooney Rule was a sham, and it was just revealed to us, uh, to the wider public now. Color is shocked. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the fact that Pete Carroll's come out and said this, it tells me a couple things. You know, it tells me that, you know, his he feels his standing as a coach is well earned, and it is. You know, he's, yes. he's, he's you know, he's not a... He's a very well, well-liked and revered coach. Yes. I also say, mm, it's enough. It's it's great to throw the owners under the bus, but you're a coach. You're yeah. you're a Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah. You have influence. Yeah. Don't just sit back and go, yeah, this is happening, and it's the owner's fault. Yeah. Do something about it. And I, I get that he's done some hiring over the years, 
but I think it's a microcosm of a bigger issue. Yeah, it's not. And it's, it's, and it can't just be all on the Seahawks because <coughs> Seattle's a pretty, um, pretty le- left wing city. We know that. It's got nothing to do with left wing. But, it's not organization yeah, itself. And, but, and the, and the orga- organization has been committed to that, but it goes back to a whole NFL mentality of, of that. There's yeah. all, like we said, there's only been 19, yeah, 19 of, of any coach, right. head coach, coordinator. Well, considering now that, I don't know if it's timing, but Brian Flores has implicated more teams in this lawsuit. Yeah, and, so it's almost like timing. But now he can go scorch earth because he's got a job with the Steelers. Of course, but I mean, he added included more teams who have denied that the case of the practices are the same. Well, Tennessee's come out saying, you know, listen, our coaching practices back in 2016 were on the money. That's why we ended up hiring who we hired yeah. now. Well, good. Get throw, make these owners accountable. It's as simple as that. It's a billionaires' boys' club, and they need to be held accountable. I got this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so look at the next story here. Uh, should OKC and and Golden State retire Kevin Durant's number. He's come out and said, you know, I think come on, man. I think Golden State should, considering I, I that move to me is still the weakest move ever made by a superstar. But what he did in those 2017 and 18 finals really gained my respect back for him mm-hmm. because without him, I don't think they win 2017. Okay, so he quoted, "OKC has a retirement jersey. It wouldn't be good for the game but, of basketball if they didn't." The same goes with the Golden but State OK, but OKC. Does the franchise want to? After that, and after the reaction to that, I don't think they will. Yeah, I think one. Might, I think one I think will. The, I think the Golden. I think the Warriors will because he brought them the championships. He gained the respect back of a lot of people for what he did in those two finals. Mm-hmm. He was the guy. Yeah. I don't think they would have won in 2017 had he not been of course on not. there. And it was it was it was him on the big stage against LeBron. And so he that was, was sort of like. You know, this was the sort of passing of the of the, the baton. He was the best player in the world those two seasons, guaranteed. Yeah, I agree. I would say OKC. There's some sentimentality there because he started with Seattle and they moved to OKC. Yeah, but but I don't think so because after, of how it all went down after and that now, move. Basically, him going over to yeah, the Western rivals. Yeah, after that move, I don't think OKC are ever gonna want anything to do with him ever again. But you know what? Yeah, they're not gonna retire it now. They'll retire it when he retires. Eventually, but they'll retire it when he retires. There's still going to be he's that an active player. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I yeah. don't see that very often. I know an active player has his number retired. There's still going to be, um, even they, re- even if they retire his jersey when he's retired, there's still going to be that stench on him from that move. It's never going to go away. Of course, it's, it won't. It, it, it just, just, to, just to conclude this, it won't go away because of what he did. He went to a, a team that was ready to go and needed him. Instead yeah. of staying, and that, that's that's still that's that's something that doesn't happen yeah. nowadays. You know, athletes don't start with one team and finish with one yeah. team. That's something that Cal Ripken did in baseball. It doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Okay. All right. Why is it still somewhat surprising that the that Oakland continues to move town to save money? It's not surprising. Their ownership is cheap. John Fisher is not a sports owner. He's a businessman. He only worries about if the A's are profitable or fiscally solvent. That's why they've wanted to cut payroll. A lot of players were going to be going into arbitration this. This year, there are players like Sean Mania due for big pay raises. So they were gonna pieces were gonna go. You saw the writing on the wall: Chapman, Olson, Mania, Bassett, all gone. Mm-hmm. Chanka, all gone. So and there's been. I don't think Oakland. I think the they the A's leave. There's no way I see them staying in Oakland. Howard Terminal. There's been discussions about um, that ballpark in 
in Howard Terminal. Where is that? In Oakland. At a garish $12 billion price tag. Mm. The the franchise is going to pay for it. Great. Who's, where's the other $11 billion coming from? Alameda County is not going to help you no. because they got w- much more issues. The federal government has to infuse them up to $200 million for the city to even function okay. every single year. Right. So they got a ramp- rampant homelessness crisis. Why would they help you with this project? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not. I mean, if you think about it, Matt Scherzer earns more as one person than, than the entire payroll. Than the entire payroll. Their, the A's. their payroll is thirty-three million dollars. He's making forty-three. Right, A's and other teams. So this is historically what the A's do. They're doing it forever, and I think I think the blueprint is being run off by other teams now. I.e., the Cubs. Yeah, they got rid of their talent, and they're bringing up guys from nowhere. Well, at least they're paying people like Stroman. What are the A's doing? I know this is what the A's. I, mean, I think I think. Nobody should be surprised, but people should be disappointed. The people who should be disappointed are A's. Well, I'll tell you what they're doing, this organization doing. They're sandbagging. They want to make the product un- as unappealing as possible. So when it's time to move, move to the, Vegas, the, fan, the fans don't, like, riot they, and get there's a mass backlash. They go, eh, It wouldn't go. surprise me if they eh, moved to eh, Vegas. Go. It makes sense. It wouldn't well, it makes me. sense. If you're a businessman, it makes sense. It makes sense if you're John Fisher. But for the fans, they're not happy, of course. All right, moving on, we have uh, how likely is it Tiger Woods can be competitive in the Masters tournament? Consider so far he wants to play. In, he he want he he wants to play. He's playing. He is playing. He's in the top ten right now. He's he's, I mean, he's well. He can be competitive. He's 10 shots but the we always know that Tiger Woods is not going to get back to what he was um, at his peak. He was the most dominant athlete in the world. He was winning absolutely everything. Everyone was saying he's going to cat- break Jack Nicholas's record. That's never going to happen. He might break Sam, Sam Snead's record mm-hmm. of eighty uh, of eighty two um, tour wins, but I don't see um, him get, ever getting close to Nicholas. Mm-hmm. He's still considered the go- I still consider him the goat in my opinion, but I just feel like he can be competitive still, but he's not going to get back to that dominant peak ever again. Look, I kind of disagree. I think to some extent he's the issue is the mobility. Well he broke both legs. I know, but the issue is mobility. He's got rods running through his legs, but he can still He's got a spinal fusion. I know. He's got he's had a lot of work done. Yep. So but you know assistive assistive technology can help. And I believe that it's it's a it's the fact that he's able to even be upright yeah. based on that horrific accident. Yeah, says a lot. And if he, even if it, it, look, there's no expectations on him winning this thing. It's the fact that he's Tiger Woods and he's playing. Yeah, and I think that's enough for sponsorship. That's enough for his back pocket getting. He's got in. millions already. I know, I, we he's know got... that. But what's the problem with getting more? Yeah, he can always want more when you're yeah. millionaire, right? Yeah. So for him, this is his chance to sort of say, "I'm back." I haven't gone anywhere. I'm actually getting better now. Yeah. And Nike will be running ads off this. Oh, of course. Uh, okay, yeah, let me see. Yep, you go. <coughs> Sorry about that. Okay, now, Tiger Woods. Okay for the Yankees to blame their World Series drought in the 2017 Astros? Hell no, it is not. Forget about it, Yankees fans. Don't just blame it on what they did. Yeah, they cheated. Okay, what did you do in 2018? You choked against Boston. What did you do in 2019? Choked again when they weren't even signed. They, when they when they weren't even sign stealing in that series. 
What'd you do in 2020? Lose to the Rays, and this year, Garrett, and last season, Garrett Cole turned into the Jenga tower that he that he was with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So what have what have you done? You're you're trying to be patient, understand understandable, because you don't want to be the Yankees of old, just throwing money at everything of the mid 80s, at just throwing money at anything that moves. Okay, so yeah, I don't. I think it's a weak statement. I think Brian Cashman has been a long time general manager has thrown this out there to say, you know, it, it was our time. But you talk no, about... No, it wasn't. I know. They were still a young team. Again, again, the years before, the years leading up to, they've been in a drought. And so, I don't think it's, you know, yes, the Astros were doing whatever they were doing, but again, I agree with you. What were you doing about to combat that? You still could have won the series. Yeah. So, and that was one bad pitch that Chapman made that caused the end of it. Why would you throw so, your slider twice? So, Why would you throw your weakest pitch twice so, to the yes. best one, the yes. best second baseman yes. in baseball? So I absolutely agree on that. You know, the Yankees have changed their approach their approach to getting people. They're not that same all-in team. Yeah, because the ownership has changed. Late George Steinbrenner, if he was still alive, and, and he would want team, everybody fired. He would want everybody fired. He would have fired Brett Boone. He would have. Put so much money towards every single free agent on the planet, and so this this has changed. This has changed the trajectory of the Yankees. Yep. They're not that same team, so they're not. And so now, you know, to sit there and blame the Astros for your shortcomings? No, no, I don't think. Get so. the hell out of Get here! Get out of here! Uh, what is the franchise record of sixty-two wins me for the Suns? So we're talking about the Suns again? No, no, we're going to skip. Or no, we're going to skip them. All right. Joel Embiid said he is high, held to a different standard. Is that true? Um, the MVP narrative changes every single year. Mm-hmm. Every single year. So you can't really say, all oh, the MVP race is just a bright line standard of this, this, and this. Because it changes every every year. Mm-hmm. Like, you can put up points like James Harden, 35 points a game. And here's this kid from Greece who is absolutely dominating the league. Mm-hmm. And he wins MVP. Mm-hmm. You can... You can uh, have a great season with your team, but here's this guy who is in the sixth seed who who's, keeps putting up triple doubles. Mm-hmm. So the MVP narrative changes every single year. Yeah. So I don't think Embiid is held to a different standard, per se. It's just a very, very... <coughs> um, it, the standard changes every year for the MVP. So I've just got a snippet of the rankings. So as of April 5th, it had the Joker, Giannis, Luka, and Joel Embiid fourth in the yeah. MVP rankings. The rankings don't mean much. I think at the end of the day, there are people who are doing the voting. Mm-hmm. I think it's a combination of sports writers, etc., journalists who are going to vote. Um, I still have Joel Embiid as being the most valuable player for that team. Based on what they lost for most of the season, they didn't have anybody. They didn't have a compliment yeah. to him because Ben Simmons wasn't around. He was on, on the shelf. And they get James Harden, who as of late has been not playing so great. Mm-hmm. Yet the Sixers are still in the picture. Um, again, but then you have you can have arguments to say, well, what about Jokic, Nikola Jokic? The fact that Denver don't have anybody, yeah, they don't have you know, lost two well, players. Look at Giannis not skipping a beat. No, so like the MVP standard changes every single of year. So, so I think I, th- I think it's a bit. I don't I think, think it's, it's a bit pre- presumptuous for Joe Embiid to go. Oh, you know, this is just I'm held to a different standard. It's not about standard. It's about, no, it's you know, just who's doing it, what. It, it's, it's just about the very. Fluid nature of the MVP of course, it MVP all the time. narrative. It changes all the time. It changes on what people feel. People can get voter fatigue. It happens. Okay, next. Let me just look at this one. Ben Simmons not available to participate in plan. 
Are you surprised? Can you see what I'm doing right now? Rolling the eyes. No, ben nobody is surprised. <laughs> he's not coming back. He is not well, coming. Steve, Steve Nash, but I don't know if he's the best source. Steve Nash has come out and said, I don't see him coming back at all. But then again, you know, Steve Nash hasn't always been on the, on the target about things. But he's he, not. He, he wasn't going to come back to begin with. We saw this happening. They traded. They traded James Harden. Yeah, they got assets back for him. But he's not coming back this year. Kind of feel like you've been gypped. If I'm management, I'm thinking, what did the Nets know going into this? Because if they didn't know enough about Ben Simmons and his back and this and that, yeah, would you have made the move? I don't think no. so because you got to well, get active player. Well, active here, player. here's the thing: Did the 76ers even know about his back back issues? Did they? Because there was no communication for a for months. So. They didn't know about any medical issues that were happening, and he, they may not have known until this has come out. So that's bad on the next part because you've got to do better vetting. Well, as far as I'm uh, well, if I'm just going off of the fact that there was a big layoff where the team and Ben Simmons's camp wasn't even communicating oh, well, to begin with. So, at can, the end you, of the day, can you even say the 76ers hoodwinked them? I don't no, think you but can. At the end of the day, uh, it's not for the Nets. The Nets have to do better job of. Finding out what's going on because now they're stuck with him. Yeah. And they needed his defense because trust me, in this in the playoff start, the one thing that Nets don't have good good thing of is defense. defense. No one wants to play yeah. defense. Everyone wants to shoot. Uh, happy birthday, James Wiseman, promising young center. Yeah, he's still he, injured. He's still injured, but he's looked good in the G League. Yep. I love how teams have realized we have a G League. We can actually develop well, players well, there. Yeah. And bring them bring up. Bring them up, yeah. There's I mean, he, a G League. He suffered a, a, a big leg injury. Yeah, but I think he's I, I think he's going to be a big piece for this Warriors franchise moving forward. Mm. He can he he just needs development, and if he can get that in the G League, and then they slowly start to move him up, yeah. I think he can be good. They just need to be patient with him. Yep. All right. Happy birthday, Sterling Sharp, yep. former wide receiver of the Packers. Who? You know, only played for a handful of years. Yeah. And injuries cut him down, uh, unlike his brother, Shannon, who was a tight end with the Broncos and had a longer career. And now makes uh, Skip Bayless look like a clown on no, Undisputed. Well, beside the point, you know, Sterling Sharp, he's not, he's not, he's one of those names that hasn't been put up, uh, you know, possibly going to the Hall of Fame because of his shortened career. But yeah. the numbers almost speak for themselves. Well, there are borderline Hall of Famers in NFL history. I think he'll be one of them. Well, I think Gale Sayers first before him. Gale Sorry? Sayers, Gale Sayers of the Bull, Chicago Bears played less seasons than Sh- uh, Sterling Sharp and should be up for honorable mention. Well, there's a lot yeah, of players. That out is, there. there's a but, lot. You know, happy birthday to Sterling Sharp, 57 years old. That's our episode for this Saturday. Uh, if you're coming from TikTok, welcome. We welcome. do this thing two times a week. Uh, next week we're gonna have more coming NBA playoffs coming yep. soon. NHL, more NHL stuff coming soon, and MLB is well and truly in swing. So mm-hmm. we're we're gonna be on it. So we'll see you then. Bye.